while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Hey, welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, Chris is not with me tonight. And tomorrow, we're actually not going to be here, Chris and me. Chris and I have some social engagements that uh, warrant some time off. And so we're taking Friday off. Jess will be in. She's she's filling in for us. So... um, normally say, uh, you know, be nice to the fill-in host, but give her as hard of a time as you possibly can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, she does a good job. So uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. I was just at, a, I actually, on uh, before I got here. So I used to go to a lot of these events that, you know, were put on by the local elected officials like you know bruce is uh bruce olivera's fundraiser and ian abrews and all that and i was able to do all that it's a little harder now because i got the show and I'm, I'm thrilled to have the show but sometimes i'm able to make it so tony cabral has an event at the century house yeah i'll go so i went uh and it was good there was a lot of people there uh, i got to see you know like Mike Rodericks, who we broke statewide news with uh, last uh, a couple, like last month now, uh, on the economic development bill. By the way, there is more on that economic development bill uh, coming up, coming through the uh, the pipeline, and we'll get to talk about that in a little bit. I saw Paul Schmid. I saw Tony. Obviously, he was there. Um, also, I see Chris Hendricks was there. Council Pereira, by the way, Council Ryan Pereira is calling in. I got the chance to talk to him. He said there's a big item that's on the city council agenda tonight. And so I said, great, call in after the show and tell us all about it. I mean, after the meeting and tell us all about it on the show. And so he's going to. I'm, 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 I'm excited for that. But before that, I'm taking your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get in the program. It's really... Um, uh, it's good. I, you know, some people are like, hey, why aren't you on air yet? <laughs> you know, it was a good event. But so uh, that was, again, that was Terry Cripps, the animal control officer in Fairhaven. Uh, definitely check out that event Saturday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's a haunted house at the animal shelter. Bring your kids, wear a costume. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. For sure, check that. Uh, for sure, check that out. You know, you know where the animal shelter is over uh, over at the restaurant formerly known as Pasta House, which is now Boca, across the street from from Walmart. It's right there on Bridge Street, so you can go check that out. Um, you know, I know a lot was said, and I don't know if it's even worth retreading anymore. Um, but we, I think. 
you know, the story that was on the news segment about the unfair labor practice uh, violation that Mayor Harrell was found of. I, I think that's pretty much, you know, I talked to people, I, you know, I've talked to some people afterwards, people that aren't me, right? People aren't behind this microphone all the time and talking about this stuff necessarily as much as I'm talking about it, right? And um, I don't think it swings a persuadable voter in this election. I don't think it swings a persuadable voter in this election. Uh, the the unfair labor practice thing. Yeah, it was a mistake. And when you're an elected official, your mistakes uh, are public and they're often public record, right? Um, it's just a matter of every candidate has a mistake or multiple mistakes on their record. And so what you need to do is look at those and compare them and see which one's worse, right? See what you like about these candidates, Sheriff Hodgson and and Paul Harreau, for example. That's just one example because I think you can do it in every election. Um, You know what I was saying? I was talking to somebody today about, about, uh, you know, who's going to run for such and such a seat? Because <laughs> that's what I do on in my spare time, too, is I, I, I do these fun speculative games. Because, uh, you know, we talk about, like, I think Tony Cabral's a, a, you know, I think Tony Cabral, if if Mayor Mitchell decides not to run for another term, right, Tony Cabral, I think, is, is immediately the front runner. So I was talking about that a little bit with some people, and uh, we were just talking about, you know, who might run for what, like who's going to run for his seat, who's going to run for that, who's going to run for this. And then I, you know, we were bringing up candidates' names and someone said, well, don't you want to like be in office for a little bit before you, you know, run for another office? I said, no, 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 actually, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because you want to, you go, if you, if you wait, you're going to have, if you wait too long, you might have something, you know, you might have a blemish on your record, right? But if you run early, and they got nothing on you. Like Obama. Like Obama. He was in the Senate for two years. He he, he made that speech the uh, in 2004 in Boston at the convention. Everybody loved it. He won his Senate race. He was a U.S. Senator for two years. Ran for president. Everybody was like, oh, you haven't done enough. You haven't done this. And he's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing they can hit me with. So... Anyway, 508-996-0500 is in the program. Ultimately, I do not think that this... I know Mayor Rowe said this is it's unethical to come out before an election um, and that the elections office is withholding their decision until... I mean, the ethics commission is withholding their decision until after an election. I mean, I would say the ethics commission is a, a, a little bit more of a politically charged organization, but... What I would say is I think the Ethics Commission shouldn't hold their decision before an election. I think they should have it. I think they should hold their decision when the – I think they should do it when it's ready. I think doing it when it's close to an election is fine, in fact, um, because it allows people to get a clearer picture of of what's happening with their candidate. Now, I'm going to be frank with you. What Sheriff Hodgson has in front of the Ethics Commission I don't think is a a game changer of a campaign – uh, a game changer of a of a uh, if he if he'd gotten a, if he'd found to be in violation of it, I don't think it's a game changer either. I don't think people are you're not mar- you're not walking to the polls on November eighth or before then. You can early vote. I have, and you should do it. Um, you're not walking to the polls in the next two weeks and saying, 
I'm voting against the sheriff because he drove a campaign car here to WBSM. I, I, I did enjoy the video. I thought it was funny. But he drove a campaign car here to WBSM, right? Or he's using his state resources for campaigning, like driving his car and all that. I don't think that's why people are voting against Tom Hodgson. I think there might be other reasons. Uh, same thing with Paul Haro. I don't think that's why people are voting against Paul Haro because he told a spouse of one of his employees that, hey, listen, I'm not against your firefighters. If I was, I could have fired your husband for a domestic violence incident he was charged with, and I, but I didn't. You know, I don't think that's why people go to the polls and vote against candidates. I think there's bigger issues to deal with than these things, and I think these things are distractions. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the Hero Hodgson campaign. Sure. And, and, you know, what I did take away from the uh, latest October surprise, I guess you'd call it, um, is that I, I think if the mayor is so thin-skinned to react the way he did for one comment on his Facebook page, how can you expect the guy to to run a, a facility of inmates that are always going to be constantly against him and, 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 and take that kind of criticism? Yeah. I suppose that's an inf- I, I, I suppose that's a an inference you could draw from that situation. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, he, he, he sounded like he was. I mean, I listened to him with Barry, and he was very. Uh, I think he was kind of evasive on a few things, and I think he was, you know, very defensive yeah. about it. Um, I don't know if I believed all of his what he said. I don't know the man very well, um, but you know that that's just the way it came off to me. You know. I mean, Sheriff Hodgson was found to be violating the same exact section. It was 20 years ago, but he violated the same exact section of the law, making coercive comments that had a chilling effect on whatever. And it didn't affect his election then. I, I think to say that, like, it's, I don't know, that it's an indictment on his temperament. I think, I, I don't know what this woman said on the the original Facebook comment. I read the 40-page report, and he said whatever it was was pretty shocking and hard, like, Said, like, you don't care about firefighters or their kids. You let them die. Fi-, you know, like, it was something really bad. Like, he, he, there was a paraphrase quote in the, um, in the, in the, in the report. Uh, so I don't, I can't, I can't tell how I'd react to it. I will say, as someone who is, you know, maybe not as, you know, who's someone who's in, in, in sort of the public sphere and people that I don't know say bad things about me, you know, qu- not quite a bit, but regularly, you just kind of got to ignore it. I do right. agree with I do agree, I agree. with that. I agree. <laughs> you know, you just kind of got you, you kind of got another question. Another question I have, and I noticed that you you refer to him again tonight as uh, uh, Mayor Haro, and which is what well, I do as well. How do you account for his uh, changing the pronunciation of his name in the last two three weeks? Yeah, uh, I he's he's I don't know. Like I I just I haven't tracked that very well. Um, I know Michael Rock has a column of. Call him about mm-hmm. it, that hero or hero or whatever. Do you, trying, do you think he's trying to? Do you think he thinks that it's some subliminal, uh, subconscious thing that he's, he's going to put off? Could be. I mean, campaign? I mean, campaigns are you know, political campaigns are are, are marketing. It's branding. You know, I so if he is, that's I think that's fine. I don't think it's I don't think it's duplicitous. But I will say uh, on your favor. Listen, as a Republican, I will say this: uh, the ruling today uh, about the gentleman. That, well, I don't really want to call him a gentleman, but the, the seven-year sentence that the person got 
for uh, beating up that police officer at the January 6th. As much as I think that the January 6th um, uh, hearings are a kangaroo court, uh, I do agree with the ruling today that if anybody is to attack a police officer in the performance of their duty or any time and drag them into a crowd, I think they deserve that, that particular a sentence, maybe even more. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I really do wish that the uh, the Capitol Police officer uh, that shot Ashley Babbitt would face some sort of at least a trial and a hearing or investigation um, because nothing has been ever done about that. I mean, she was an unarmed person. Now, I agree they should not have ever gone into the Capitol building. Right. They should have peacefully protested outside, get their message heard. No question about that. That's their constitutional right. Yeah. They should not have breached the Capitol building. But being unarmed and being like that, that was a travesty that just should have never happened. Do you, do you agree? I do agree. Um, you know, that so she, you know, she was definitely doing something wrong. Uh, do I think like shooting like her in the neck was no. the was the solution to that um right. no i i don't i don't i think there was probably an alternative uh at the same time just don't know how i'd react to all those people trying to bang down a door uh, it's it's it is it's difficult but i think yeah there's probably more that needs to be investigated uh, uh, as far as that goes and yeah, i know i've seen some away. and listen I, i've seen some democrats after that like uh, you know, like, oh, look at her Twitter, and I've looked at it, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, you know, I don't think she was necessarily maybe the best person based on some of the comments she made, but like, okay, if someone's, you know, just because someone's annoying doesn't mean they should die, right? right. So, right. um, right. so I, I agree with that. I think there could be more into that, but that's probably not as politically, uh, um, beneficial to, you know, the people that are running the yeah. January 6th hearing. As an attorney, do you think these hearings are fair, that they really didn't have any any representation from the other side? Well, 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 my understanding is that they could have, um, the Republicans refused to sit, the right? Like, you mean representation like... No, at, no, no, no. No, they refused to let any Republicans sit on that committee. They, they wanted they to refused. select who they wanted to. I thought they were. I thought the Republicans refused no, to no, sit in that committee. No, no. Yeah, they should have let Republicans sit on the committee. Look, look back into that. I'll look back into it. I'll check yeah. that out because I, I thought Republicans. Because I remember that was an issue with the Benghazi hearings too. There were Democrats that sat on that committee, and people were like, "You shouldn't sit on that committee because of the same reasons, right?" And they right. said, "No, we got to have somebody here, right? There's got to be someone here right. to to, right. to 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 um to litigate this." So, yeah, I'll, I'll have to um I'll have to look more into that. All right, Marcus. Thanks so much for taking my call. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, like, it was funny because, like I said, Hero when he was at the debate here. And by the way, people are still listening to the debate. I can, you know, I see the numbers. People are still downloading that podcast from the debate. You can go to wbsm dot com and go anywhere where podcasts are offered and find the debate. It was that was uh, Wednesday, October nineteenth. It was really great, but. You know, he said he hadn't had an unfair labor practice. He, uh, you know, hadn't had a ULP against him, which was true up until <laughs> a week, you know, a few days later. Um, again, I just think you, you kind of got to be, you kind of like, if you're voting for Tom Hodgson already, right? Or if you're supporting him uh, already, you know, you might want to be like, this is the worst thing since Watergate, right? But ultimately, if you're voting against, like, the people who are typically voting against Tom have reasons 
that to them are a lot more important than this ULP, right? Like I said, no one's the same. More important than an ethics violation too of driving the campaign car here to debate or whatever. I don't know. That's to me. I I, I just didn't. I, I didn't think it was. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. Some people can disagree with me on that, and you can give me a call at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I don't. That's not moving the needle. Uh, what's moving the needle, I think, are, are the, is, is other stuff, right? You know, people talk about the May 20, you know, the May 1st, 2020 riots and stuff like that. That's the stuff that moves the needle for someone voting against Hodgson. It's not, it's not that. Just the same thing with Paul Haro. They might be looking at other stuff, but they're not looking at, um, you know, they're not looking at this unfair labor practice saying, oh, this is why this guy can't be the sheriff because of this. Again, people make mistakes. It's a matter of weighing those one mistake against another and seeing which ones are worse. And if you can do that, then you'll if you if you put each candidate's mistakes against each other's and you find one worse one one's candidate's mistakes to be worse than the other, substantially so, then that's the way you can vote, right? But this isn't this isn't swinging persuadable voters. I don't think it is. And by persuadable voters, I mean people who haven't already made up their mind, which there are very few of. There are not many this election. Uh, this election is a turnout election. The sheriff's election is a turnout election. It's not uh, undecideds. There are. I don't think there are enough undecideds to swing this election. It's a matter of can you get people that go to the polls that are voting can you get people that are go to the that are going to the polls that would vote for you first of all can you get them to the polls second of all can you get them to pay attention that far down the ballot cuz ballot fatigue's a real thing the number of votes typically goes down as uh goes down the further down the ballot you get so people will blank the ballot. But if you can turn out enough people on your team and you can get them to fill out that bubble, that's how you win this sheriff's election. That's the turnout. That's 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 where the election's won. It's not with ULPs and and other stuff. Not with distractions like that. It's with can you get your people, can you convince your people? that they need to vote for you. They need to go out and vote for you because you're not, again, you're not swinging persuadable voters with some of this stuff. It's a good story, right? It's a good story. Definitely worth discussion. And we've had a lot of discussion on it. But the story value, I don't think translates to and I'm not telling you how to, I'm not telling you how to like, how to take it. You know, I'm not telling you say, don't listen to this or listen to this. It's really important. Don't listen to this. You should listen to that. I'm not telling you that. What I'm saying is I don't, I don't think I just as a person, just as myself and just talking to other people, just anecdotally, I don't think it's an issue. Anecdotally, it could be for you. And if it is fine, that's fine. It's your, your vote. You vote how, how you want. That's your prerogative. But anecdotally, I just, I don't see it as being, uh, a true October surprise, you know, 
October surprise, if you're not familiar with the terminology, and by the way, I see the calls on the line, 508-996-0500. October surprise, if you haven't heard the terminology, is basically something that happens uh, towards the end of uh, an election cycle in October that potentially changes the outcome of that election. Sandy Hook is seen as a as, a, as an October surprise. Um, the you know because Obama was able to respond and Chris Christie gave him a hug, right? And the best example of an October surprise is the James Comey letter to Hillary Clinton a few weeks before the election. I think that one actually did sway the election. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening, Marcus. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Um, I think I think when you go down ballot, I, I agree with you. People tend to lose. Um, interest, but I think um, it takes a really, really big October surprise to take down one of the little guys, like in the, um, like I mean, what would the Hodgson have? What kind of October surprise would the Hodgson have to take to not get elected again? I think he's he's pretty bulletproof. You got a guy like Montigny, it'd have to be a really big thing to get him unelected, unelected again. Yeah, um, Mon- Mon- you don't think so? No, no, Montigny's un- unbeatable, but um, uh, Montigny's unbeatable, but no one, and that's why no one runs against him. But like people run well, against, we don't know because nobody runs against him. So who knows? Yeah, maybe we're tied to him. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd bet the million dollars that he has in his his bank account that that he's that he's unbeatable. Um, but but um, but uh, I would say with Hodgson, it's a little different for a couple reasons. He's had. His last election against for with John Quinn is was um, was competitive. It was competitive. In fact, most people voted against him in that election. He got forty seven percent of the vote. That guy Alan Garcia got ten percent. John Quinn got forty one, forty two percent, something like that. So most people voted against him. He is a bit polarizing. The other thing, the other thing Montigny would have going for him that 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 Hodgson doesn't have going for him is that he doesn't have Montigny wouldn't have. Uh, Someone, uh, you know, the weakest gubernatorial candidate in probably the last 50 years uh, at the top of the ballot, um, like Hodgson does with with uh, with Deal. So I think there's a few things, you know, plus Hodgson's had, I think, quite a bit of controversy, whether or not you believe that controversy is, you know, I guess the question at hand and what was what's going to decide this election. But, you know, there's the lawsuits, there's the you know, the riots, and he says they're all politically motivated, and if you believe that, then, you know, and more people believe that than not, then he's going to win. But if you can get enough people out there that are going to go vote for more Healy anyway, and you can tell them, hey, you got to fill out this bubble down here, that's, 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 that's Haru's path to victory. Yeah, I think it, the way people are voting is changing, because, like, like I, I voted from home. I didn't yeah. need to. But yeah, right. I figured out. Send me the ballot. I it's had time to look at it, read it, yeah. Um, you know, so um, I think that's changing. So I think those down ballot guys are going to start to maybe get a little more attention. Um, yeah, that could be true. I, I think the, the the October surprise for high, what was the, the big October surprise? Is them, a tie he wore 20 years ago. That, that's all I can really think of. For us yeah. to pull nothing else, else out. Yeah, there's there's no, the only other thing that could come down. That hasn't is like if we got to if like we got to finally got to see that video of the incident and it wasn't favorable to him, you know. You'll see that right after he's reelected, <laughs> yeah. quickly, and then he's got five years to forget it. Yeah, yeah. right. What, I, there's, there's other things. What about um, Judge Livingston? Well, what about that whole debacle that uh, 
that uh, the sheriff had. You know, I mean, that was not even talked about. You know, I hired a judge who, and I voted for Hodgson, so I'm not, I don't care. It's the truth. Appointed a judge who had been thrown off the court for some kind of dirty dealing, if you'll remember. Yeah. And then uh, then he has to fire him because he's dirty dealing at the jail. And right. What, uh, nothing was talked about that. Perot would have done better going after him for that than he would have going after him for the tie. Or the, uh, or the ethics commission violation. Yeah. Yeah, or the, 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 the tow trucks and all the pretty boats and all that garbage he had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that sits in people's minds. Right. But the tie, I mean, that's just. It seems like he was trying to read the, well, the someone, national playbook and go after Hudson, yeah. and that wasn't working. Yeah, no, I, I don't think the tie's an issue either. Um, well, I, like, I, it's factually a Confederate flag tie. I just don't think people, I don't think it registers in, for, with enough voters for it to matter. But um, but uh, the the other thing is, someone, a caller brought it up, but it kind of just, like, went out into the, like, it just kind of went over people's heads was the, um, one of his employees was working for Carlos Raphael. So that was something that, Another thing that would probably be more effective than yeah, than, than the tie because people know that people yeah. are yeah. aware of that it's in their memory. But yeah. you know, I, yeah, I think Haro um, Haro or Haro, whatever the hell he's calling his name uh, right now. Um, yeah. I think he had a choice. Uh, he he could have made some better choices, and mm-hmm. he would have been a stronger candidate. But I just think he he made some weak choices, and um, I think ultimately it's going to be tight. I, I don't think it's going to be you know a big. Uh, a big difference, but I, I still think Hodgson's, you know, he's still got it. But. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're an odds maker, you got to put the yeah. you got to put the bets on him. But um, it's like I said, there's a lot of things that can break Rose away. Yeah. All right. Um, great show. Thanks for doing the thing about the the shelter. I agree with you. There's too many uh, too many abused animals in the area, and um, we're lucky to have those shelters doing what they do. So yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Thanks for the call. I appreciate yeah. it. Take Thank care. you. Yeah, yeah, man. Take care of your pets. I don't know what to tell you. I could never leave my cat, just drop her off, say she's too needy, and then it's like making me upset. It's just like I don't like it. (sighs) Anyway, um, so I think think the ground's been covered on that, you know? If you got any comments on it, I I, I think the ground's been covered. You know, I just don't. You know, whether or not, like I said, there's things that can break Hero's, Hero's way. I, obviously, if you're, you know, you say, well, this guy's been in office for 25 years. He's been reelected four times. Probably get elected again. That's fair. But now we got this outside money coming in, too. That's going into direct mail. That's going into television ads. That's going into... That's going into um, YouTube. I can't turn on YouTube on my phone without seeing... The Hodgson, uh, uh, the um, the anti-Hodgson ad, you know, it talks about his connections with Trump and, you know, the investigations and all that stuff. There is one, and it's from Mike Bloomberg's pack, and Mike Bloomberg's pack, one of Mike Bloomberg's signature issues for one reason or another, and maybe it's because he's mayor in New York where, you know, handguns aren't really, or concealed carry wasn't really a thing. Uh, maybe it's, I don't know, but gun control is like one of his big things, and he has a pack every town uh, every town, which is a, it's just, it's a gun control pack. So they talk about, they, you know, they have this like ad that says, you know, Paul hero, his plan, background checks on gun sales and all that. I mean, that's got nothing to do with the sheriff. You know, most of the, 
the lion's share of the um, power in who gets a license to carry and all of that is with the police departments, the police chief and whoever the police chief delegates that duty to. It's not with uh, it's not with the not with the sheriff's office. There could be other. There probably is other states in the in the uh, in the country that treat their county sheriffs a little bit differently, right? Um, that have you know some type of dominion over gun policy because they did say every town you know the every town pack did say that they're putting two hundred thousand in total for sheriff races across the country not to i don't think that's two hundred thousand each i think that's total what they're allocating so it might be 50 here 50 there etc right 100 here maybe maybe it's 100 here 100 somewhere else i don't know um but they said they were doing it with you know for which sheriffs who are going to be better with gun control I don't know. Maybe it's because Hodgson had the wine with the with the with the gun with the gun holstered. I don't think so. But I just think there's there might be someone. I think there might be someone working at the pack who doesn't like Tom Hodgson and wants to wants to help get him out of office. We do know. We did tell you that this is going to be a nationally looked at election, and part of it was because of Tom Hodgson's a national figure. So five zero eight nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Hey, good evening. Uh, great show as always. Thank but you. I'd like to. I'd like to screw it up. Sure, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, basically, you got Hodgson and you got a row. I think if we get him a hero, uh, I, I think we'll get by. But I think there'll be a lot of bumps in the road. Like what? He's not, I don't think he's a finished product. I think he cracks under pressure. Um, like when Barry interviewed him, um, he went on a defensive, and he shouldn't have done that because he said he's, de- he's saying he didn't do anything wrong. Don't be defensive about it. Don't be defensive. But just state your case. Uh, you got the opportunity. You got the microphone, Barry. Let you have it. And then when they got in the inter- interchange, of, uh, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, he, he was evasive, and he started attacking Barry for being so aggressive. And it's not his place to do that. I think that kid is, and I say kid. I don't think he's reached it yet. I don't think he's mature enough uh, to uh, to. Uh, how do we say this? Uh, to handle media, and which is Hodgson handles media all the time. I mean, Hodgson uh, uh, always in the bright lights. Yeah, I will say Hodgson's uh, like around here in the Greater New Bedford area, the most media available person uh, at all times. I've told that to, I said that to him, and I appreciate it. Um, yep. The I, I will say every time Haros, you know. Rose, I've asked Hero to come on. He's come on, and even with Barry, you know, Barry's not a sympathetic audience for him, and he still went on the show. He went on the program. You know, that's the first time he's been on with somebody other than me. So I think that's a great description of his non-sympathetic, and I think that's why you got a boycott going on with Jeff Deal. Not to segue too hard, to <laughs> but uh, Jeff Deal doesn't want to tangle. And yeah. um, right now, uh, with kerosene, and we're poor, there's a lot of poor areas in Bristol County that use kerosene people with homes, uh, $7 a gallon. Wow. And and regular heating oil is going to almost double. Because right. right now, our supply is uh, less than 25 days if we don't get things going. And it's 25 days nationally because of how much we've given Ukraine. And we're already scheduled to give them more. So 
on our administration, Democrat administrations, cutting our throats. And you say, well, you know, well, the Republicans are going to take over. You don't snap your fingers on stuff like this. Diesel runs the country, all your yeah. grocery stores and everything else. So it's not about a, a supply chain. It's about no chain at all. And you're going to see a lot of problems. This, for the first time, when they sell, hey, uh, go in your basement and here's two-year supply of canned goods and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not for a war. Yeah. It's, for, it's for an administration that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And I say that because as a veteran, I can flip that and say, we have a traitorous regime posing as a Democratic Party. What, why are they traitorous? That's because got a specific kerosene, constitutional because, definition. Because kerosene $7 a gallon, because regular gas right now is approaching $7 a gallon in California. A California who has a bigger gross domestic product than Russia, New York is having the same problems. They have a bigger gross domestic product than Russia. They're one6 uh, trillion and Russia's 1.5. California is over three trillion, and Texas is at three trillion this year, gross domestic product. And here's the funny thing: next year, look at the gross domestic product of those places, and you're going to find out that, uh, that it's just not going to be that 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 high. And, and, <laughs> and the thing is, you know, everybody's talking about motor vehicles and diesel. It's diesel that moves the country. And also, with the train strike coming up, 30, this is one-third, 33% of everything that gets to market does so by rail. I thought they, I thought they staved off that train strike. I thought they had, had a new CBA. Is that, is that back on again? It's on, and it's on with the stair. It's a double down situation. Okay. You want that fair wages and this and that. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it's going to pop. Uh, four, I think it's four days before the uh, the election. So okay. Biden better hang on because uh, there's going to be damage. And, and like I said, I am not against any party. Sounds because, like you are. <laughs> no, well, everything I said, where's the bipartisanship? Kamala Harris, 26 times, has had the break. That's pro tempore. She had to beat 101st vote. Yeah, I mean, Mike Pence had to do his... So his where's the bipartisanship? Didn't Mike Pence have to do that, even like with the cabinet appointees, um, even though they had a two-vote advantage? Here's the thing with partisanship. None of those none of those lawmakers believe in it. The Republicans don't believe in it either. They, If they have the majority and they want something done, they're going to get it done. It's, if they don't, no one actually cares about that. It's about... I'm glad you said that. Now, translate that to us constituents of both, either one of these parties. Yeah. There's a disconnect, correct? Yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. Isn't there a disconnect? I no, I agree. There is. You 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 elected me to do a job, and now I'm going head to head with the other party mm-hmm. on the with the other platform, going head to head with them. Yeah. And we're going to go into lawsuits so that you're going to be paying for us to fight with each other rather than represent you. And the chances are, when it's all said and done. The lawyers will be rich. We will have appeased each other as parties, and here we go again. I'm gonna, we, I'm gonna hold you there. Anyway, so- anyway, kerosene seven bucks a gallon. Okay, try, try, try and um, fill a, a five hundred gallon tank. That's thirty five hundred bucks. The average yeah. person, the average person uses over four hundred gallons of heating oil. That's person. 
Yeah. A family of six, it's even more. And that's uh, going to be six bucks a gallon before Thanksgiving. So, Do the math on that. Um, I, I hope to hell that the people who are hearing me in the community are ready to dig deep in their pockets and help the charities around there. Sir, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Thank i got to take this break. 1420 WBS. Welcome back. I had a song to play. I forgot to play it. But I actually got to take this break because I'm a little bit behind. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> I see people in the window all the time. They say, yeah, it's, it's, um, so, uh, so, um, I've got to, uh, I've got to take this break. Just a reminder, Chris and I won't be here tomorrow. Jess will be here. Give her a call and uh, give her a hard time. Listen to us live. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Next hour, I do want to talk about some stuff going on in Beacon Hill with the economic development legislation, the 62F, the checks, and all that stuff. There was a little bit more news on that in in the uh, Politico's playbook today. Um, that I think is worth discussing, and unless you want to keep talking about the sheriff's race, which is fine with me, I've been spent a lot of time learning about it, so uh, happy to talk about it with you at 508-996-0500. There's a debate tomorrow. There's a debate at 6.30 on WPRI, uh, Ted Nisi and Tim White. Uh, it's Zoom, unfortunately, but it's still going to be good. you got to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to have a little bit of a watch party. Because that's what you do when you're when you're cool. When you're in your early 30s and you're you're very cool. You have watch parties for local county debates. And then I'm going, you know, like I said, Chris and I aren't going to be here tomorrow. We have some social engagements that, you know, require some time off. So you're gonna you're gonna have Jess here, and she's she's gonna do a great job. Hey, listen, I gotta take one more break, and then we'll finish out the hour strong. Hey, I'm back. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. We're just closing out the hour here. Uh, I think some robust discussion on the sheriff's race and some other things that are going on. Um, There's some other stuff happening on Beacon Hill that I want to talk about. Um, But, of course, I'm taking your calls. Open phone lines, really. Um, Whatever you want to cover. uh, 508-996-0500. Reminder, Plymouth County DA's debate is Monday. That's 7 to 8 commercial free. It's very exciting. So uh, stay tuned for that um, on Monday, but I'm, I'm still here for another hour, so stay tuned for that hour, this hour, uh, too. So talk to you then.